You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we talk about dating with Ariel Hubbard, a dating veteran and author of The Empowered Woman's Guide to Online Dating. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. Today, we're going to talk about that prime activity during cuffing season, dating. So cuffing season's a term that people use often in Europe and sometimes in the States to talk about the need to get together with someone, especially during the holidays when they're going out to social events and they're going to be judged if they're single or if they have a partner. Also, when it's cold and lonely and dark, a lot of people, they want to get with somebody so they have somebody to hang out with, spend time with when it's cold and dark and lonely and during the holidays. So, thought I'd mention it because for all you singletons out there or those of you who are fed up and considering becoming singletons, there's some things you definitely need to know. Now, I have been a veteran of dating. I have done it several different times in my life when I was looking to get married because I wanted to become a parent. Most recently, after I got a divorce, I had a period of dating. I have literally talked to online thousands of men. I've dated more than 125 men, sad to say, but it's true. I have a lot of experience with dating. I've actually written a book about it that I'm in the process of editing, and I'm going to put it out digitally. It's called The Empowered Woman's Guide to Online Dating, and it has a lot of information to keep women safe, to help them prep, to give them things to think about. And I wanted to share some insights from that book with you because it's really important that if you're a singleton or if you're in a relationship but you know someone who's a singleton, please share this information. So a couple things. Um, you know, when a lot of us were younger, we thought dating was you get together with a group of friends, you hang out in person, you get to know somebody, and then you get to meet them. And then once you meet them, you decide if you like them, and then you just go and spend time together, and you, you go out to a movie and dinner you go out several times and maybe over time that might involve into something that has a romantic or a sexual connection, right? And when I started dating this most recent time around, I realized that something had greatly changed during the dating process. It took me my first two years of men asking me outrageously inappropriate questions, skipping dating steps, practicing forced intimacy, um, breadcrumbing me, which means like stringing me along, ghosting me, which is like they're talking to you, they, you think everything's fine, and then they just stop talking to you. You have no idea why. And having a lot of uncomfortable conversations to realize the inherent nature of dating had changed. Hey, everybody. If you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated.
And I've spoken to women of different ages, different body types, different races, different backgrounds, and they're all experiencing the same treatment. So have you ever watched biology films, you know, maybe in science class or biology class where they talk about bird courtship rituals or different animal courtship rituals? Well, I found this cartoon that illustrates this and it's hilarious it said if men flirted like birds and it shows this man with construction a construction hat on it says i built you this beautiful house and then it also says i will perform this sensual dance which i practiced for for a whole year just to impress you and i here's another thing i've collected some pretty rocks and other stuff i heard you might like and then it says if birds flirted like men it says, I showed you my D-pick, please respond. <laughs> so if you don't know what a D-pick is, I want you to imagine a, a slang term for an anatomical male region of the body. And people take pictures of themselves and they send these to women, often unsolicited. And this is the crazy part. They expect women to send pictures back. And they consider this like a courtship ritual. It's frightening. Um, it's, it's breathtaking. Okay, so I want to just share some things with you that you might want to know because if you haven't dated in the last three to five years, you absolutely need to know this information. So first of all, what's happened in dating in the last 35 years? I call it the devolution of dating instead of the evolution. It's the devolution. So in 1985, right, we meet people through friends or relatives at a social event in a group or at a bar, right? We spend time talking with them, as I mentioned, doing recreational activities. We develop trust and a deeper connection, right, while having some uh, more connected experiences, talks and interactions with the person. And sometimes this included sex back in the 80s or sometimes sex was experienced once married, right? And then we would meet those uh, that person's family or friends. We'd interact with those people as well. And then after an extended period of time to make a decision, we decide that we're going to have a committed relationship and maybe even get married. Okay. So that's an 85. In 2005, the process is meet someone through friends, families, or online, potentially go out to dinner or maybe a coffee date. And about 25 to 30% of men would want sex on the first date approximately. And usually men who acted this way were frowned upon and women warned each other about men who pushed for sex right away. And back in 2005, we'd do some fun stuff with them, do some recreational things, meet their friends and family, establish that deeper connection, right? Move forward to 2015. You meet someone through friends, family, or online. Do you talk online for weeks or sometimes months before meeting or be asked specific and sexually explicit questions, usually around sex? There are other questions too, but almost always around sex. And these people want to find out if you are willing to have sex with them. And if you're lucky, you'll get a coffee date or dinner and 50 to 60% of the men would expect sex on the first date. And if you're lucky, you make it to the second date. And anything long-term is an unlikely possibility. Now, when you get down to 2022, you meet someone online, right? Sometimes we're asking if they're vaccinated, right? Because of COVID. And then a lot of people, they'll just talk with you for a few minutes. This could be texting or live video. If you get past that first conversation for a few minutes, you might talk for a week or two, and a lot of times they'll just ghost you. If you're lucky, you'll get that first date out for coffee. 
But at least 30 to 70% or more of the men may send you that unsolicited D pic that I talked about. And they expect you to reciprocate. And if you meet them, they're going to expect to have sex with you. And you can expect to never see them again. It's almost impossible these days to find someone who's interested in a long-term relationship. No matter what they said to get you to have intimacy with them physically, they almost never want a long-term relationship. Now, of course, there are exceptions, everybody. I'm talking about online dating, right? Online dating is the situation where a lot of people will try to get away with as much bad behavior as they think. You'd think it'd be the opposite. You'd think that if someone's online and they're presenting pictures and a profile to show them at their best, and you'd think that they would behave their best to, to try to get your interest, interact with them, want to go out with them, get to know them. But the opposite is true. If you go online, you're going to see some crazy photos, most of which are very unflattering. You're going to see very little effort at trying to put the best foot forward. And usually they go right into sexual stuff unless you set up boundaries. So I definitely think that there's a need for social scientists to do more research on how the internet has corrupted the dating process. Because, you know, it's interesting. If you thought about dating as an economics experience, and you looked at it through the lens of economics, it might help us understand what's happened, okay? So the basic concept of supply and demand definitely applies to dating, and that's a really basic economic concept, right? If you have too much supply, you don't have much demand. If you don't have a lot of supply, you have a lot of demand, right? So there's an average ratio men to women, and it depends on the site, and it depends on where you are in the world, but it's usually around seven to one um, men to women or nine to one men to women, depending on the site, okay? It's, it's, sometimes it's 60, 40. It just depends on where you go. But usually there are more men on there than women. And the men don't always realize that there are more men than women. They just see the videos or the photos of the woman that they're talking to or sending messages to. But these men don't realize that they have a lot of competition, they just see photos of all these beautiful women and they're like a kid in the candy store. So they're not trying to impress these women. They just have more access and having access to more women than they normally would strengthens this attitude of plenty of fish in the sea. And that's actually the name of one dating site. And they think they have innumerable opportunities to meet these women. So they take the throw noodles at the wall and see what sticks approach which is usually couched in, I'm just being honest. You'll see that a lot when they um, ask you really inappropriate questions and you say, that's not appropriate. They're saying, I'm just being honest. Or if they say really blunt, very insensitive comments, I'm just being honest. That's their phrase, but it's really, I'm just trying out whatever I can. I really am not working to impress you. And I'm just going to do whatever I do. And if you like me, great. And if you don't, oh, well. But what they don't realize is that there are so many more men than women on these sites. So a lot of these men get extremely frustrated. And because of that, some of them get aggressive. So you need to be aware of that. You need to have boundaries. Because these guys have more access and more opportunities, they feel like they need to be a gentleman or to oppress a woman or treat a woman well, that need doesn't seem like it's there for them. So 
Here's the thing. If you're dating, you want to see, does this man bring his best self in how he talks to you, how he communicates in his profile, the photos? If he's not trying to make a good impression, that's a red flag. When men take women for granted, they don't behave the way they know would be the best way to act. In other words, they know how to do the right thing. They just don't want to do it. So instead of behaving like the bird that presents its best plumage, right? Where the man dresses up, he picks the, the location, he takes you out, he puts time, money, energy, and effort into the experience. He's just looking for expedient sex and he treats you like something that he can just order up like a pizza. If you see this kind of behavior that's a gigantic red flag and block this man immediately, you're going to see this a lot. So just get ready. Be prepared. Now, here's the thing. I've talked to men about this. Why do you act like this? And a lot of the men I've talked to don't act like that. The men I'm friends with don't behave, behave that way. But a certain population of these guys have predatory attitude toward women. So here's the thing. I'm not trying to teach you to be afraid. What I'm trying to do is teach you how to be selective. So if you see red flags in the way they talk to you, they don't treat you with respect. They're going for instant intimacy. They're not kind. They don't present their best self. They don't bring their best self to the, the game if they're disrespectful, like all of these things are red flags. And what you're going to want to do is think about what you want to experience during the dating process. You want to realize how valuable your time and energy are. And if you see someone demonstrating red flags, you're going to want to disengage from that person either by blocking them or sometimes you have to complain about people. It's really important to do that, by the way, when they're being really inappropriate or just saying, no, thanks. You know, it was nice meeting you, but we're not a fit. I think it's really important for women to give men feedback because when men are not behaving properly, if they don't get that negative feedback from women, they're going to do it to other women. So I think it's really important if you have the time and energy and bandwidth to take some time to let them know, hey, what you're doing isn't working and that's not cool. Don't, don't act that way. It's not okay. When they get enough of that feedback, some of them will actually change. I've actually had men message me later, sometimes years later, saying, thank you so much for the things you said to me. You helped me change and it got positive results. And so that's really important, okay? Because when you see men going for self-gratification, if you're not into casual dating then you're not going to want to spend time with those men. If you are in a casual dating, I'm not judging you. Just practice safe sex and vet them to make sure you're safe before you date them, okay? It's really important. If you are dating casually, I'm just going to give a side note. You need to have the sexual health questions and you need to talk to them about their vaccination status. If you're not in a vaccination, that's fine. But make sure you know whether they're healthy before you date them. And if you are in a vaccination and that's a concern, you also need to ask that question as well. So I'm not judging whether you have vaccination or don't, but the thing is you want to make sure that you avoid catching any disease from this person that you're going to interact with, whether you're dating them casually, or even if you want to date somebody more seriously, you should ask those questions as well. 
Okay, so we're going to take a break and when we come back, we're going to talk about goal setting for dating. Okay, this is really important. So we're going to take a break. Are you suffering from OIS or over it syndrome? OIS commonly affects parents, spouses, executives, and employees alike. Hubbard Health Solutions can reduce symptoms of OIS, such as stress, pain, unease, lethargy, and a general desire to escape. Ariel Hubbard, licensed massage therapist, customizes a treatment plan that addresses these symptoms and will transform you and your body so you feel human again. Contact Ariel by texting 971-319-2618 or go to arielhubbard.com to learn more about Hubbard Health Solutions. That's Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, Hubbard with an A, dot com. And we're back. So goal setting. So it's really important to get clarity about what you want. So at this point in your life, you've probably made a lot of decisions about a lot of things. So you've probably gotten used to making decisions. You've probably had a, quite a few experiences that have helped you learn more about yourself and what's important to you, what your core values are, what your boundaries are. Sometimes we know our boundaries by what we don't like and don't want. Dating is a great way to help you learn your boundaries because if you don't know them when you start dating, you're going to experience things where people are going to do and say things that don't feel good and hit you the wrong way. And then you know, oh, that's something that doesn't work for me. I'm going to avoid that in the future. So it's really important that you look at dating as a learning experience where you get to learn about yourself, your likes, your dislikes, what worked for you, what doesn't, what your feelings are about certain things and what your needs are as well. So here's the thing. Once we're older and we exit a long-term relationship or even short-term ones, it often leaves us wondering about what's important in life. You may be wondering if all the effort you put into your relationship was worth it. Or you may be feeling like you did not get what you were looking for. Or when you're dating, you realize you might want something totally different. There's a lot of things going on in the dating world that are really different from straight monogamous relationships. And, you know, in my book, I talk about a, little, a lot of options. And also, if you go online and do research, you're going to find out about all kinds of different options for dating. So there's been this trend of gray divorce for like the last 20 years where basically people over 40 or over 50 or over 60 or even over 70 are getting divorces and then they're going out and going into the dating world. And that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this show today because those women, they're entering a world where things have totally changed. And I just wanted to give you an idea about this a little bit. It's okay for you to realize that your life now is different than it was in your teens or your 20s and your needs and desires are different as well. It's okay for you to know that you might have come through self-development process through your divorce and processing that experience. You might have done some self-development work and realized that you're confident in you know what you want now. Or your relationship may have left you. And you feel betrayed, you feel confused or scared. And if this is the case, you really should consider working with a therapist or a woman's group to get your balance back before dating. Dating is going to push buttons. It's going to challenge you. And you're going to want to be strong and undergo the process. 
the rejection rate is extremely high and people could reject you for no apparent reason at all. You could be saying something normal like, hey, what do you do for a living? I've had a guy get mad at me for that, asking that. Like, who does that? Who gets mad? Like, they could ghost you. You're talking about something that's doesn't mean anything and they just vanish because you didn't talk about sex. Or someone could have really different expectations from you. You go out on a first date and things are not happening <clears throat> the way you thought. Or you could go out on a first date and things are not happening the way you thought they would and you have to end the date because it's not working for you. That's okay. But just know that things are going to happen. They're going to push some buttons. So you need to make sure that you've addressed any issues that might have been in your space after your prior relationships because you don't want to bring relationship trauma to a new dating experience. And it's essential to enter that new dating process with an idea of what you want. It's also okay to explore different interests. So you could say, I want to explore different interests. That's still knowing what you want. You might want to date multiple men at a time. You might want to date men and women. You might want to do all kinds of different things. There's so many different ways you could do this. It's okay to be open to something different. Okay, so there's that. Um, one of the things I want to just remind you, and this is about scammers, okay? And during COVID, it was amazing how much theft and criminality was going on during COVID. The FBI does reports on this, and it was a tremendous amount of money. I believe it was $100 million in 2020 was stolen from people giving money to scammers. And a lot of criminal organizations use dating sites as feeder locations to get money that then they take and they fund either arms or they fund drug operations. <laughs> Sad but true. You do need to know that even the most seemingly normal sites attract scammers these days. The last time I was dating, about 19, no, excuse me, about 2003 or so, 2004, something like that, there were no scammers on dating sites. When I got back on in 2016, every single site had scammers. So if someone says all this romantic stuff to you, that, oh, my angel, they say they're working for Doctors Without Borders. They say they're in the military. They say they're a petroleum engineer, but you live in Seattle and there are no oil fields anywhere near where you live, right? Or they say they're a gemologist. These are all cover professions for scammers from different places running criminal organizations. And they often work in labs where these, in Nigeria, there, I think it's 80% of the college students there cannot afford to go to college. And they work in these scamming rings and they sit in a lab with like a bunch of guys around computers and they're impersonating somebody. And there are different ways you can look things up. You can do, a, uh, you could take an image from a dating profile. You can screenshot it and you can go to um, Google Images and do a reverse image lookup. I think that's what they call it, and see if that's ever been used anywhere before. There are military guys that have had their pictures stolen and used 
hundreds or thousands of times in dating scams. And these poor men cannot control it because somebody's taken their picture. You do need to know that if you put photos up on a profile, somebody could take your pictures and use them in a nefarious way. You also need to know that if someone sends you that D-pic and you decide you're going to send a picture back of yourself in a compromising position, there's this thing called revenge porn where men take the photos their girlfriends have given them and they put them up on these sites for other men to use as bank bank material. Or they'll sell the pictures. There are all kinds of things that people do. It's breathtaking. Now, I'm hoping some of the stuff I have said is not shocking, but I kind of hope it is too, because if you did not know this information, you need to know it. And if you do know it, but you know someone who doesn't, please share this information. Scamming is a whole topic in my book. I have a whole chapter on this. But you need to know if you see someone who has a profile that's well-written, okay, and then they talk to you and they can barely speak English, that's a scammer, okay? If the voice of the person chatting with you is different from the voice in the write-up, it's not the same person, okay? There are some other tells too, but that's what I'm going to share with you today. I do hope this information was helpful. I hope that you got something out of it. So I want to thank you for joining me today. If you're in that process of learning love, I wish you luck. I definitely recommend if there's a way for you to meet people in person, doing an activity that you enjoy, and you meet people that you have something in common with, it's a really great way to meet people in person. Online is more challenging because of all the scammers, um, because of the behaviors of the men who operate anonymously. It's harder to find that decent, great person that you're looking for that has good values. So I definitely recommend that you consider finding ways to interact with people in person. All right. So again, thanks for joining me today. And remember to move with your power and into your magnificence. See you next time. Are you suffering from OIS or over it syndrome? OIS commonly affects parents, spouses, executives, and employees alike. Hubbard Health Solutions can reduce symptoms of OIS, such as stress, pain, unease, lethargy, and a general desire to escape. Ariel Hubbard, licensed massage therapist, customizes a treatment plan that addresses these symptoms and will transform you and your body so you feel human again. Contact Ariel by texting 971-319-2618 or go to arielhubbard.com to learn more about Hubbard Health Solutions. That's Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, Hubbard with an A, dot com.